start today's episode in the midst of a battle, fighting three hippogriffs, gray, brown, and sparkly. Nope. Sparkly. Nope. What was we fighting? We were fighting harpies. Mm. What? Okay, wait a second. Back up, back up. I'm going to start today. So, last we heard from our adventurers, as far as the listener knows, because I lost another episode. I'm sorry, everyone. I need a better computer, maybe. I don't know. Maybe with a million dollars, I could buy software instead of relying on free stuff. Who knows? Who knows what the problem is? But our adventurers found a path leading up the grassy cliffside from the the hut, the cottage, with the Gryffindor on it. If you guys remember, it's been a little bit. It's a Gryffindor. Anyway, Archimedes scouted out that there were huge bird nests that looked like they were made out of bramble at the top of the cliffside. When the party got nearer, they were approached by three hippogriffs, one gray, one brown, and one speckled. Asharis and Ghostslinger tried to Harry Potter them by bowing, but something seemed off about their behavior, and when Asharis resorted to charming them to win them over, the speckled one suddenly changed its behavior, and it shook its head, jumping around with a screech. In an instant, the other two set upon it, tearing into its feathered flesh and almost killing him with a ferocious swipe of the biggest one's claws. Asharis leapt into action, placing herself between the animals. She refused to hurt them, and so defended against the brown and gray hippogriff's attacks, while the wounded, speckled hippogriff at her back was whimpering and whining. With her magical bond with the beast, Asharis learned that something terrible was nearby, and that the other hippogriffs were his friends, and that he didn't want to harm them, even though they had almost killed him. Merlin tried to distract the beasts with a blast of Thunderwave, but they seemed determined in their resolve to continue fighting. Soon, a strange siren song was heard wafting over the air, and Desharis, with her close affinity for nature, seemed to be the only one affected, as she started to wander away from the vicious beasts who would surely cut her down with her guard lowered. Brandon Branderson quickly noted something was wrong in the heat of battle, and in a way that only a dwarf could, he snapped her out of her daze with a blunt hand across her face. <laughs> Asharis returned to normal. Brandon healed the stricken creature, and the group quickly, and as gently as possible, broke whatever hold was over the remaining hippogriff with non-lethal attacks. The hippogriff, charmed by Asharis, now stood and led the group into the bramble and the rock nests where the party found the source of the siren song to be a flock of wicked harpy. Now that he's healed, the party's new friend, the speckled hippogriff, has his feathers up in anger and was about to charge at the closest harpy. Welcome to D&D Tonight! I like it. I'll be your dungeon master, Derek. And along with me for this evening are our faithful adventurers. Let's start with Brandon. What? <laughs> and Ghost Slinger! Hello! Asharis? Yep! And Merlin! Merlin the Magician, I'm here and ready. The speckled hippogriff will roll his charge. He charges at the closest harpy and takes a bite out of it, doing eight piercing damage with his beak. And with a screech, it is Brandon's turn! How far away are they? Uh, let's see. If I remember, which it won't matter for Canonical because no one will know but me, but if I remember right, Ghost Slinger was afraid to go around the corner because she didn't know it was behind the rocks. 
Yes. Uh, a was nearby. I think Brandon was a little bit further back. So let's say they're thirty-five feet away. Oh, mm-hmm. well, I can't reach them. So I think that would mean that you could be in the square adjacent if we were on a board. No, I can only move twenty-five feet. Oh, I'm sorry, stubby legs. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Brandon. Did I use any spell slots last time? I don't remember. You used Lay on Hands to heal the Hippogriff was all that was used. Hmm. Mm. How many harpies are there? You can see. One, two, I think I said three. Wait, did we collect the Yeah, there's one for each one of the uh, Hippogriffs, I think. Probably individually controlled them. Are we, uh, are we all within range of each other? Like, I mean, are we all touching or... What's what's range? Uh, like a couple feet, five feet, ten feet. You're probably all within fifteen feet of each other. Then I'm going to position myself five feet, so we're all within ten feet, and I'm going to use aid. So everybody gets five temporary hit points. I love the temporary hit points. And then I'm going to move twenty feet towards the harpies, and that's my turn. Sounds good. Uh, after Brandon, it's uh, Ghostslinger's turn. So there's three of them? Did he say? Yeah? Okay. Yes. I said that there are three you can see. Yeah, it could be more, but we can see Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. And you are in a big, well, you are adjacent to a big rocky outcrop full of brambles that look like giant bird nests. <laughs> they should be weak to ice because they're birds. That's not how that works. We went over this. <laughs> They're only weak to lightning because Zapdos is the best. All right. Well, still, I shall use the ice knife because why not? Hmm. Ice knife explodes. How big is the radius on the ice knife when it explodes? I don't know that. Um, I want to say it's five feet, but. Does it hit creatures or enemies? Um, only hit the target takes 1d10 piercing damage hit or miss the shard then explodes the target and each creature within 5 feet of the point where the ice exploded must succeed on a dexterity saving throw or take 6 cold damage okay I will give you that there are you can hit 3 of them if you also hit the speckled hippogriff if you don't want to hit the speckled hippogriff you can hit 2 alright well I'll just hit 2 of them Okay, roll your attack roll. What is it again? What? It's a d20. It's always a d20. Wait. No, no yeah, it is, because you, you start off with a knife. 1d10. Okay, the damage one is 1d10. I rolled a 14. Is that good enough? I sure hope so. A 14? You rolled a 14 on a d20? Yes. And added together all your stuff that you get to add to it? Oh, wait. I keep forgetting that stuff exists. Ugh. I'll make you do addition yet. No. School is coming. Yeah, you're giving me mixed emotions. (laughs) Plus seven. Plus seven, plus 14. 21. That hits. Roll damage. Eight plus whatever it is. Eight plus what's your... Does it get a bonus from your spellcasting modifier or does it just do the the thing? I think it just does the eight because it's magic. But then it has to explode. 2d6 cold damage? It explodes. Do 2d6 cold damage. Oh. The only one I didn't have out. There's a 5, 
And a six. There's 11 more. And the one that is nearby dodges out of the way, but the one that you hit the ice knife with is completely caught off guard and takes all the damage. <laughs> After Ghost Slinger, a nearby harpy swoops out of the brambles and goes after merlin oh that's a good roll uh let's see what does harpies do 21 are 21 damage no 21 to hit uh, what are you my saying? hands are sweaty merlin what is your armor class uh-oh is merlin disconnected am i disconnected no i you're not disconnected well i know merlin's armor class isn't 21 but um he's after this harpy so Merlin takes six damage, and then the harpy swipes at him again. I think, did he cast, I think last time he cast mage armor, right? I sure hope so. I know, right? Because I rolled. Can you hear me? Hey, hello. Here he's back now. Hear me now. Yes. I tried with, oh, it's back on again, okay. Oh, well, now he's gone again. Oh. <laughs> hey, it's not you guys this time. Will the 15 do it? I don't know. Maybe. Will we ever know the answer? Tune in next week to find out! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, D&D podcast over. Time to talk about Pokemon again. Yay! I have a strange colored egg. What does that mean? Probably strange. Is it Alolan? Oh, maybe. It's yellow and pink. Why does everyone say it Alolan? It's a Togepi egg. How do you say it? No, it's Alolan. Alolan? Yes! Hawaiian? Is that it? I thought it was Alolan because it's Hawaiian. Well, Merlin, you take six damage! Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Does a 15 beat your armor class? Everything beats my armor class. Well, yeah, but did you cast mage armor? I don't remember. Mage armor, which is plus 13, 13 plus can uh, bonus. Con bonus. I think that puts you at 15. Do you have anything? Did you have a ring that gives you plus one on top of that? No. I thought you had a thing. Some protection item. I have, uh... thought you had a ring of protection. Yeah, I thought you did, too. Mm. Looking for it. <laughs> you gotta look it on the wrong side. Man. Oh, yeah. I do have ring of protection. Okay, that makes it 16. So when it tries to hit you with the club, it misses. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Alright, Merlin, it's your turn. There's a harpy on top of you. It just swooped over the rocks. And there are three more harpy over by your friends in the midst of the rocks around the speckled hippogriff. Are we trying to kill these creatures? Yes. Yep. Do you want to know more about them? No, I don't. I'm throwing burning hands at them. (laughs) Catch those feathers on fire. Okay, I'm going to say that you can't get the three over by... Burning Hands has a 15-foot range, I think, so you can basically just get the one that's next to you, but it won't hurt your friends. That's a good thing. Yay! (laughs) Alright, I believe I have to make a dexterity saving throw, but I'm not 100% sure, so I'm gonna look it up. Okay. Derpy Hands. Burning Hands. As you hold your hands with thumbs touching and fingers spread, a thin sheet of flame shoots forth from your outstretched fingertips. Each creature in a 15-foot cone must make a dexterity saving throw. A creature takes 3d6 fire damage on a failed save, or half as much on a successful one. Alright, you go ahead and roll the other 3d6, and I will roll a dex save. Is that with a big 20 dice or something? No, it's a regular die with six sides on it. Just add it together three times. Oh, really? Okay. 
One. <laughs> well, you get two more. One. Oh my goodness, she should be getting big. Five. Okay, so we got seven. You'll be happy to know that this creature is completely taken unawares. And we'll take 20 damage. No, not 20. Uh, we'll take double damage. I'm going to say 14. It is 14. 7 plus 7. Because you singe its feathers off and it looks like they're still burning a little bit on the tips. And it screeches at you. Ah! Mm. Birds. I have a question. If I levitate one of them, can they fly away or does it? They have wings, so... And normal people are incapacitated by levitate because they don't have wings. These things you think might not care so much. Okay. Thank you. Asharis, I think you went into the into the outcrop before everyone else, and you were the first to see the harpies. So I'm going to say that you're nearby the gray hippog or the speckled hippogriff. So who is my friend, right? Yes, and Blinky is also with you. And there is a harpy close to you, and it rolls a nine to break your armor. Yeah, no. And it tries to hit you with a stick, and it rolls a seven. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> then its friend that's immediately next to it rolls a ten to try and claw at you with its big claws on its feet. How about a twelve? Will a twelve do it when it tries to hit you with the stick? No. It seems like they're not doing so good. Next up is Asharis' turn. Okay, so there's two near me, is what you just said. Yes, there are two near you. Is anyone damaged? Any of the ones near you damaged? Yeah. Yes, one of them, actually, no, both of them have taken some damage from Ghost Slinger's Ice Knife. Well, then I shall attack the one that's the most damaged, or they had the same damaged. It's hard to tell which one hurts more from having been hit by the cold damage. Okay, well, I'm going to hit one to my right. <laughs> okay. If it's even in that direction, yeah. Roll an attack. It's got to be either to my right or to my left. What if there is a Pick a number uh, between one and eight. Four. Seven. <laughs> seven? <laughs> seven. I rolled a seven. You seven to hit it? Yes. Um, and it's my proficiency at dex? Yes. So 15 total? That'll do. Oh, looked out there. You're good at hitting things. Just really roll a seven. That's a terrible roll. I rolled a three damage. Plus your dex of seven. Oh, my dex is five. Oh, five. Three plus five, eight. Yes. It doesn't appear to like that. Hmm. And it's got a deep gash in it now from where you sliced it across the thigh. All right. So it's not doing well or it's still pretty good looking? Oh no, it's it's got some blood running down onto the ground. You can tell that you hurt it pretty good with that hit. Alright, I will hit it with the other hand! Alright, hit it with your offhand. 20! Uh-oh. Yay! Alright. <laughs> Yay! Uh, roll me twice as many damage dice as normal. Six! And six again! What is going on The guys love me today! Oh, jeez. Yeah, they're apologizing for last week. <laughs> exactly! It was terrible last week! 12 plus, plus your dexterity modifier of 5. Mm-hmm. Wow. That, 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 that. That's called murder. That's called death. With a screech, the harpy falls out of the air at your feet. And you see there is a slight sparkle in its blood. 
Like unicorn blood? I was gonna say. Like unicorn blood? <laughs> oh no, not again. Yes? No? As it screeches and falls to the ground, at the top of an adjacent large rock, you hear another screech. But it doesn't sound like a harpy screech. It sounds like a huge dark red hippogriff screech. Dark red? That bounds over the rocks and tries to hit Asharis for... But wait, was my turn over? Oh, you have a blinky. Yeah, you forgot about my dog. I did, I forgot about your your dog. Well, there's now a giant dark red hippogriff that's lunging at you. So I killed the one, though. Oh, yeah, dead. Did I cast the bark skin? Yes, you did. Okay, good. Thank goodness for that. Terrifying, terrifying. Okay. Then... No one can prove otherwise. We don't have audio. We roll the damages. Uh, eight. Wait, eight. How are you on damage? You have to hit something first. What are you hitting? Oh, eight. Eight on my d20. Oh, eight plus your seven? Uh, eight plus my eight. Oh, eight plus eight. Sixteen. What are you hitting? I mean, that's still pretty good. So then, which one is the dice for Blinky? I forget. Uh, it's as if you hit something. Uh, but I think Blinky has what? Like a d4 or a d6 for It says 1d6 yeah. plus 1. There you go. It's 1d6 plus your dex. 3 plus 5, which is 8. Uh, what were you attacking? <laughs> the big red one is too far away, isn't it? Uh, well, the, spo- the surprise is ruined, so I'm going to say that Blinky can jump in and stop him if you want. It's true, he teleports. He can teleport 40 feet and bite. Okay. Blinky teleport. Where does he teleport? To the big red one. Okay. Blinky teleports up onto the back of this big red dark, this big dark red hippogriff. And bites him. And bites him. You rolled a 16. So yeah, he bites him. Uh, roll damage. You got eight damage. Eight damage. Oh, you, you did that already. Yeah, we did that. Eight damage, and the big red hippogriff kind of squawks and falls to the ground instead of completing its charge. Wait, I forgot. We weren't killing the hippogriffs. <laughs> the big red one you could have killed. Yeah, and he stays down on the ground for uh, the time being. Blinky is kind of just holding onto its neck. Hopefully he's just incapacitated him. Mm-hmm. And now... I'm sorry, hippogriff. I didn't mean it. Wait, what is that? Did you guys hit a harpy last time? When? Last game? Yeah. I don't think so. Well, we just saw them last time for the first time. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so. I don't know why I have damage marked down on this harpy. Anyway, that harpy is not damaged, and it's its turn, so it's going to... Why? Seeing that its surprise has been spoiled by this blink dog that teleported onto the big hippogriff, it's mm. going to dive at Blinky oh, yeah. and roll a six. That's not going to do it. And then striking with its club, it hits itself in the face. <laughs> Taking... Man, that's the second nat one these guys have rolled. One damage for smacking itself in the face with a stick. <laughs> a black eye out of it. Now everyone's favorite speckled hippogriff is back up in the order. And he will... He's standing next to Asharis. Asharis, he looks at you. What do you want him to do? Attack the harpy! <laughs> Well, you killed one. You want him to go after the other one that's near you? Yes. All right, he's going to go after the other one that's near you. He just barely manages to get his beak on it, and it bites into its leg. Mm. Doing... Wow, that was terrible. Just grazing it for four damage. It's just a flesh wound. (laughs) 
seeing that it's big surprise of the dark red hippogriff has been spoiled and one of its companions is down this harpy that was kind of hiding in the brambles decides to flee and you hear it squawk as it starts to run away it flies about 40 feet away brandon it's your turn wait is it a harpy or a hippogriff a harpy what uh how close is a harpy to me you ran towards them, so I'm going to say you still have two two nearby. How damaged are they? The one that the speckled hippogriff bit is looking like... It doesn't look bad, but it's definitely showing signs of battle damage. And then Merlin hit the one over by him, which I'll say is probably also 20 feet away from you, because Merlin's a little further back. And it's uh, a little singed from the fire that engulfed it last turn. So they're both about equally damaged? Yeah, pretty much. That's about your assessment. All right, I'm going to hit the one that the griffin's biting at. Okay. Brandon runs up and attacks the one by Asharis and the speckled hippogriff. Are harpies fiends? No. Oh, that would have been cool. Okay, I'm going to expend a... Well, hmm. I'll just do a first level spell slot, and I'm going to try to smite him. All right, d20, go. That's 15. Plus my seven. So, uh, 22. That'll hit. So that's going to be 3d8. Oh, wait. No, that's a modifier. That's a number. I was like, I rolled a two somehow. I rolled a two on 3d8. I don't care that it's impossible. (laughs) There we go. Uh, 15. Yikes. Six, six, and a three. So 15 plus my strength. Uh, so that's 19 all day. Oh, pff. okay. Yeah. It screeches kind of weak like, falls to the ground, and stops moving. Hooray. Smashed. Hurrah. Smashed by the Lord. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then I think I'm done. Ghost Slinger, it's your turn. Dun, dun, dun. There is one harpy that has tried to flee, and two dead harpies over by Asharis, and then there's another one that is hassling Blinky by a big red hippogriff that is on the ground. Well... What do you want to do? Oh yeah, and there's one other hip- harpy that is attacking Merlin. It's a nest of them. Well, some extra ones popped up out of the bramble. Can I just, like... Hit one of them with my katana. Is that a possibility? That's totally a possibility. Which one would you like to hit? The one by the big red hippogriff? The one that is... uh, Or, sorry, the one by the big red hippogriff is the one that's attacking Blinky. The Mm. one that tried to flee? Or the one by Merlin? The one that's messing with the Blink dog. But that's that's the... Not the harpy. Okay. Oh, but still yeah. Okay. Blinky's yeah. standing yeah. on top of the big red hippogriff, pinning it to the ground. And yeah, the harpy was attacking Blinky. So Ghost Slinger runs over like a lightning bolt and does an attack with her katana. And rolls 17 plus all the stuff. Just for the information. It would be- yeah, that's good enough. With a flourish of her blade over her head, screaming like a wild woman. Like a Genji. 
Roll damages. That's deflect. Yes, I know it's deflect. It's a two plus a s- plus the four, which is the six. Let's see if I can't find that one again. That's a number. There we go. Okay. Uh, you said six total? Yes. It hisses at you. <laughs> mm. And then it's the Harpy by Merlin's turn. And the Harpy by Merlin kind of looks around at the state of things and it says, Ah! And it starts to fly away. We're gonna let them escape? It flees 40 feet. Did we not get a uh, attack of opportunity or something? Is they running away past Merlin? Merlin, you get an attack of opportunity. I want to put my swift boots on. What? You have a potion of swift boots. This is not the time! <laughs> Roll me a d20, Merlin. Oh, no. I was... You don't think this is the time? I think... I think... You have to make a melee attack. I think that's the only thing you can do. <laughs> I'm going to take a... 18! 18! Alright, 18. Yeah, not bad. Plus negative 1, 17. <laughs> yeah. But 17 will do it. Uh, Merlin reaches out with his staff and smacks this thing. I don't think I've ever seen Merlin hit a thing. Uh, this might be a first. <laughs> I don't have any armor, so it's like dangerous for me. <laughs> yeah. So... Merlin, you reach out and smack this harpy as it goes to flee. I think a quarterstaff is a 1d6. Go ahead and roll me a 1d6. Which dice is that? It's a regular six-sided die. Five! Does the negative strength modifier apply to attacks? I have no idea. Brandon. What? Does the negative strength modifier apply to attacks? Does he only do four because he's got negative one strength? Your strength modifier applies to two hit and two damage, unless he's attacking with a dexterity weapon. Is it negative? Because it's negative yes. strength. A negative will. Does he do you. negative one damage? Yes. You do four damage <laughs> to the harpy as it flees, and you whack it in the butt. That's still something. Merlin, it's your turn. <laughs> there is a harpy that has flown forty feet away from you, up in the sky, so it doesn't get any more attacks from anyone else. <laughs> Nothing that'll go 40 feet. You have a million things that'll go 40 feet. Really? Yeah. Firebolt goes 120 feet. Lightning bolt goes 100 feet. Oh, lightning bolt. I see it. What else do you have? I don't remember all your other spells. You have plenty of things that are ranged attacks. 1d10. Which which dice is a 1d10? That's for damage. First, roll a d20 to attack it. All right. 19! Nice! Uh, 19 plus your modifier... Which should be Arcana plus three. What's your Arcana? Four? Yes. So plus three is seven. Nineteen plus seven is twenty-six. That definitely hits. Uh, roll one D ten. One D ten. Is it this one? Yep. Which one is it? This one. It's the one that kinda looks like a pyramid stacked on a pyramid. Oh wait, no, that's a D eight. Oh mine's green. Well I know. We all got a different colored one. No, not that one. No, not that one. Yep, that one's an eight. Look for the one with more sides on the pyramid than that. Two more sides, a single thumb. That's it. Five. Roll it again because you're level six, so it's 2d10. Four. All right, you do ten more damage as the harpy tries to flee. Merlin, you shoot a firebolt at the tail end of this harpy as it tries to flee over the side of the cliff. (laughs) Let's see, that one's dead, that one's dead. Asharis, it's your turn. There is a dark red hippogriff that is being pinned to the ground by your blinky, and there is a harpy that is uh, harassing him. I will attack that one. 
Get away from my dog. Six plus eight. Fourteen? Fourteen is what I calculated. All right. Fourteen's good. Roll damage. Four. Uh, plus five? Nine damage. Nine damage. How is it looking? Um, still alive, right? This is probably the bigger one of the group, and it's still alive. Then we shall attack it with the other hand. Bring around your other sword and swipe at it. Sixteen. Plus seven. A lot. That'll do. Twenty-three. Five. That's what I rolled. Five plus five? <laughs> Ten do more? you add your decks to yes. your offhand? Okay. Your offhand specifically, yes. Okay, then five. So, ten. Now it is bleeding profusely as two big gashes run down its body. Then Blinky shall attack it. Blinky lets go of the hippogriff and lunges at the bird in the sky. Sixteen! Plus your seven. Plenty good enough. Blinky bites at it. Okay, so Blinky's is the six, I believe. Three! Uh, plus five is eight. Eight damage total. And he takes a big chunk out of it, coming back to the ground. It is the harpy's turn, and the harpy tries to flit away as quickly as it can, going, bah, bah. <laughs> That's a sound of the ages. That sounds terrible. I feel sorry for it now. Probably provoking an act of opportunity. An act of opportunity, an attack of opportunity, because I don't think there's a way to negate those. Asharis, make an attack of opportunity as this Harpy tries to flee. So do I have to roll the 20? Uh, yeah, roll a basic attack. 8 plus uh, 8. Plus 8, 16. 16. You hit it. So which one am I using? It's your regular d6 attack. I think that's right. It's a 1d6 for your main sword and then... I always... It, it's unless you use a two-handed. My long sword. It's a d8 for your long sword? Alright, it's d8 then. Yep. 6. Doing 6 plus a bunch. Plus 5. Yeah, uh, what does it look like as you, you kill this harpy? As it tries to escape, I lop off its head! <laughs> it turns to flee, Blinky grabs it, pulls a chunk off of it, and then it, that brings it down low enough that as it tries to run away, you get a lop off from the backside. It's not a very clean cut, though, and it kind of explodes its head. It's nearly headless. <laughs> Yes, nearly headless. <laughs> and there is a spray of blood that runs across the bramble nest adjacent to you. I like it. After that one, it is the speckled hippogriff. And it sits down and starts to... Take a break? It starts to preen the big red hippogriff that got knocked to the ground by... Blinky, and the big red hippogriff seems like it doesn't want to fight. There is two harpies that were fleeing, and you see them heading off over the side of the cliff. Out of sight. It's up to you whether or not you want to try and shoot them, Brandon. It's your turn if you do. I don't have any ranged capability. Gunslinger, do you have ranged capability? <laughs> Last shot to shoot these harpies. Wait a minute, I lied. I have javelins, but that's like a super last case. How far away are they? Uh, 80 feet. Can I even throw 80 feet? Oh, yeah, I guess it's 30 to 120, so. Yeah, you're getting close to the edge of your range. Can I use strength to chuck a javelin? Yeah, they're they're versatile. Okay, 
Well, then I'm going to chuck a javelin as hard as I can. In that general direction. <laughs> Never done one of these before, so no promises. We shall see what happens. So that's a 14. Do I get proficiency bonus because I'm using strength? Yeah, why would you not? You're making a ranged attack roll. I don't know. I don't. I, I don't do this. I'm a yeah. I'm a melee character. Yeah, you get your proficiency bonus and your strength modifier. And my strength bonus? Okay. Uh that's twenty one then. Yeah, that hits. Okay. Does it do strength based damage? Yes it does. Alright, so it does a D six, so that's a two. Uh plus my four strength, so it's six damage altogether. I was so looking forward to describing it as this javelin goes shooting off the side of the cliff down into the ocean. But no, you just had to hit it. So now there's a javelin lodged in the side of this big ugly harpy as it kind of limply flies across to the side of the cliff trying to get away from you. Do fleeing creatures get any kind of, like, penalties when they get attacked? No, why would they get a penalty? Because your back's... Run away! Run away! Your guards down. You're like trying to get away. Yeah, but they're further away, so they're harder to hit. No, there's no no penalty. The back is open. Mm-hmm. Just asking in general. I don't know. No, there's not. There's there's basically no disadvantage to running away, except for if you're near someone, you take opportunity attack. And there's ways to get around that too. But these guys don't have any of those. Run away. Ghost slinger. It's your turn. Da da. Hello. Yes. What? There is a harpy about eighty feet away. If you want to take a last last hit at it before it gets out of sight, it's got a javelin hanging out of it. I prefer to not. <laughs> you guys have fun with that. I'm going to sit down. I have a longbow. Look at his butt. The harpy goes whizzing past you and off the other side. It is now also 80 feet away. Oh, have fun with those 80 feet away things. Merlin, last chance to do anything about these harpies. You can just see them. They're almost gone. 120 feet, I've got range. I've got opportunity. You're going to throw another firebolt at him? Lightning bolt. Toaster butt. That seems a little overkill. <laughs> what else am I going to do? He wants him dead. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> Lightning bolt. Finished. I strike you down. <laughs> Consume your spell slot, and they have to make a dexterity saving throw or take 8d6. Uh, I rolled the big dice. I don't know what that means. Is it right? They failed their dexterity saving throw. I need you to roll a regular six-sided die eight times. Would you like me to do that? Sure, go ahead. Roll away. Nine, twelve, eighteen, uh, ten, nineteen. Eighteen and nineteen. Eight and eight, sixteen, seventeen. Twenty-seven damage! Twenty-seven damage in this bird's toasty, toasty butt. <laughs> don't come back. I'm checking the nest for As it gets over the side of the cliff, you don't think it's flying anymore. It seems to fall out of the sky. Death. Let's Death. check the nest for eggs. Is it dead? Yes, yes. It uh, It is slightly on fire and falling down, down, out of sight. Only one harpy managed to flee that you noticed. How far is it? Did... What? How far is it? Where? Are you going to go down there and try and loot its body or something? No, I was going to shoot the one that's escaping. Oh, it's it's gone. You can't reach that one. But it says I got 150 to 600 feet. Okay. Uh, Asharis, you can go how fast? 35? Mm-hmm. Okay. I will give you, if you climb up on top of the big rock that the 
dark red hippogriff jumped up over to enter the battleground. You can just see it, like, its wings flapping as it's trying to stay down and out of sight and get away from you. Roll an attack roll. Kill it. Come on. 11 plus 8. 19. You hit it. Longbow is... I think the longbow is a D8? Yes, a D8. 6 plus 5. 11. You hear on the distance a squaw as it uh, as it gets hit and then gets lower down the cliffside so that you actually can't see it anymore. There's enough cliff between you and it that it can't t- uh, it can't or you can't keep line of sight to it. It escaped. Now it's gonna call its harpy friends. There aren't very many harpy friends. <laughs> you guys killed most of them. Let's just check the nest for eggs. What nest? Yeah, the uh, this area looks like brambles that look like giant bird nests in amongst these big rocks. Let's see if there's any nests in there. We could we could have some fried eggs here. Hmm. The hippogriffs, the speckled hippogriff and the dark red hippogriff are kind of sitting. The dark hip- red hippogriff looks really confused, but the speckled hippogriff is. Really happy and kind of prancing around, triumphant, like it owns the place again. Cool. So can I keep him? <laughs> uh, you definitely get to keep him for 24 hours. You can trade Sheila. You want to trade the tank? <laughs> yes. Don't trade the tank. But the hippogriff, can you get on its back and fly? What level creature can you have? Like, I thought it was less than a half. Although, I probably have already precedented this with Blinky. I don't know what that means. We'll talk about it later. I'm not going anywhere right now. Yeah. He's he's happy with you guys right now. And the other hippogriffs are kind of wandering around a little bit. You see them sniffing at stuff. Uh, and Merlin, you check out these nests. And in the nests... Uh, or nest-looking constructions, you find some random bits and bobs. Let's say you find, I don't know, in the first nest, you find a fork, a knife, Thanks. a doorknob, you find uh, a broken mirror. Uh, let's see, what else would they hoard? Who's hoarding? Uh, some scraps of clothes. The hippogriffs? Uh No. No, as you look at these, uh, it looks like the hippogriffs aren't interested in them. And Asharis, you kind of get the feeling, because you're connected to the speckled one, that these aren't theirs. Are they Like, these are an intrusion upon their, their cliffside. Harpiness? Yep, those exist. Hmm. I love how a, a ghost slinger is so sure. Yes, that's totally what they are. Yeah, most definitely. <laughs> she knew before I even said anything. Raptor nests. That's we don't have raptors. This, <laughs> this is not dinosaurs and dragons. <laughs> dinosaurs and dragons. There you go. It can be. We can do that. You want to do a dinosaur adventure? D and D. I can do like a. I want to do a dinosaur adventure. So, Merlin, you find. 14 copper pieces and 3 silver. 
as you're looking through all this stuff that's kind of worthless. Okay. Asharis, no. Not Asharis. Asharis, you've done enough. Ghostslinger, roll me a perception check. Is she there? Yep, she's coming. Roll me a perception. Fourteen. Oh, darn, not again. Do half-elves get bonus? I don't know. Fourteen's probably pretty good. Fourteen plus your perception. Do you have good perception? I don't remember. It's in the wisdom. No. No, I'm not wise. That's okay. I'm not. No. As Merlin is distracted and looking in the the nests, Ghost Slinger, you notice that this is all pretty much just garbage right from the get-go, so you don't even bother with it. It's beneath you. But you notice as you're looking around these rock outcroppings that there is one nest that has something more interesting than the rest sticking out of it. It looks like a metal uh, bracer. What is a bracer? <laughs> goes on your, yeah, goes on your arm. It's a piece of armor. Okay. It's the thing that archers wear. I hear the gold right now. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> so what are you going to do about it? <laughs> Poke it with a stick. <laughs> Poke it with a stick. You poke this bracer with a stick, and it just kind of wiggles in the air. Wow. It's in the air? Yeah, it's kind of hanging off one of the brambles. Hmm. Can I I poke it out with a stick? You knock it down from where it's hanging on the brambles. Well, now I have a thing. Can I throw it at a (laughs) Sharus? Sharus. Roll me a dexterity saving throw. <laughs> Which one's that? The 20? Yeah, it's always a 20. Seven. <laughs> Plus your dex mod. Five. Ghostslinger, make an attack roll. Uh, take those back. Give me that. 19. I can read upside down. Asharis, you get beamed in the side of the head as you're talking with the Griffiths. <laughs> as this, uh, this metal plate bracer kind of just smacks into you. What the heck is wrong with you? <laughs> Brandon, what are you doing? I don't know. <laughs> All right, you just murdered some birds or bird people. Bird people. Bird people. No, we're not going back to the crack. They have kind of shiny blood, which seems a little weird to you. You see, you've never run into these things before. Um, yeah, I think I'm gonna go ahead and cast uh, detect evil or whatever that thing is, and see if I can't sense any more of them. Divine sense. That's what it is. What does it tell you? Is it like Asharis' thing where she just knows that they're nearby? Um, yeah, and I can, like, pinpoint their location and, uh, let's see. The presence of strong evil registers on your senses like a noxious odor and powerful good rings like heavenly music in your ears. As an action, you can open your awareness to detect such forces. Until the end of your next turn, you know the location of any celestial fiend or undead within 60 feet. Oh, wait, we determined they weren't fiends. Yeah, I just gave you that. All right, never mind. I don't know what I'm doing. You're taking a mulligan. All right, so what are you doing if you're not doing that? I'm uh, waiting on them, I guess. Um, you just saw Shars get beamed in the head with a bracer. <laughs> I'm scooping up some of this bird poop. I want to look at the bracer. <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's... Okay, you look at the bracer. What does it look like? Roll me an investigation. Good idea. That is a 15. Okay. I doubt I have any bonuses to it. Negative bonus. It's a 14. <laughs> mm, 
Yeah, it's negative one. So that's a fourteen. Yeah, that's fine. You look at this bracer and you notice that underneath one of the buckles, there's some blood on the buckles, and you notice uh, another one of those red scales that you saw the other day. Oh, it's the Dragonborn's bracer. That's not good. Ghostslinger, you don't know that. You're too far away. <laughs> I inform you. Away. You do what? I tell everybody. Oh. How, how do you tell everybody? Just like that. Hey, you guys! Oh, <laughs> a clue! A clue! Oh, jeez. Alright, who wants to do something next? I'm taking my bird poop. It's potash, actually. That's what bird poop is. It's great for fur flies. It can go set him. Um, can we investigate the blood? We can! What blood? The blood, the, the shiny blood. Asharis investigates the blood. Asharis, roll me a d20. Nine. What's higher, your nature or your history? Where's history? Oh, I have nature. I don't have history. So plus three for nature? Yes. So 12? Yes. You know that this is odd. It's not like these creatures are normally from around here. Like, you don't think that the this is their home. Hmm. You also think that Merlin, being a studied wizard, might know more. Merlin, come investigate this blood. Okay, I'm gonna look at it. Pork blood now. (laughs) Spit on it! (laughs) Oh no, I'm spitting on my papers. (laughs) I love love how that's gonna be the thing that our podcast is known for. Spit on it! Spit on it! (laughs) People go to my YouTube channel. They just comment, spit on it. And I'm just over here like, I don't want to spit on it. But you will! No. I will not spit on my art. Oh. Not that. Yeah, no, I won't spit on it. Merlin, roll me a d20. Add your history. 14. Plus uh, your arcana modifier, plus 3. Intelligence. No, your intelligence is 4, plus 3, 7. 23. Uh, You look at these, and you realize that these creatures are fey in origin. They're possibly from the Feywild. Well, they're not good Hmm. creatures from the Feywild. They must have gone through one of those passageways. Not everything from the Feywild is good. Some spirits Mm -hmm. in the Fey are chaotic and cannot have your best interest at heart. We've all heard fairy tales of a pixie who plays a trick on someone and turns them into antelope or a pig. What about a frog? Or frog. And some creatures are not just mischievous, but downright evil. And the story of how harpies came to be uh, speaks volumes to that. Not everything is wonderful, happy, shiny rainbows. (laughs) Sunshine. Sparkle. All right, I'm gonna have. Anybody want a piece of pumpkin pie? I bought two of them. I'm carrying for a while. Broke the mildew. <laughs> no, I was so <laughs> not good, sir. <laughs> I've got two. Of them. <laughs> Merlin, do you consume a piece of pumpkin pie? I don't even know if you. No, you did. You took a little bit of damage. You guys still have those pies? Yep. Yes. We save our stuff. They must be so stale. <laughs> he said he's got the building, huh? Bought two pumpkin pie. 
<laughs> I scraped the building off. Jeez, it's terrible. So. All right, so are we going to go? What direction are we going? That's a good question. What do you guys want to do now? Are we safe here? That's a good question, too. Are you safe here? Let's go back to the house and get some rest. Yeah, what time is it? Like, is it getting close to dark? No, I'm pretty sure you guys got up about 15 minutes ago. Oh, my God. Well, it only took 15 minutes? Well, no, I guess you had to walk up the hill. Let's say an hour and 15 minutes ago. Oh, then let's look for footprints. Ah, uh, I already did a thing today. <laughs> we need to take a nap now <laughs> to regain some, uh... Some health and stuff. Nonsense, Asharis. With your ridiculous armor, there was no way anything could hit you. This is true. Did we get experience points? Try that again. Did we get experience points? Everyone gets 100 experience points at the beginning of the episode. So add 100, everyone. I'll tell you how much experience you get at the start of the next episode. Thank you. I skipped that part. Okay, so um, I'm looking for footprints. Dragonborn footprints. Asharis starts wandering around looking for footprints. Blinky's going to help me with his nose. Oh, no. Now we're getting smarter. Advantage. Roll a d20. Seven. Seven. Roll it again. Three. Seven is as good as it gets, then. Seven plus eight. Blinky starts sniffing around. Wow, is it seven plus eight? It can't be for his investigation is not your dex modifier. Uh, let's see. Do I have investigation? No. Blinky starts sniffing around and he kind of doesn't know what you're looking for. But, let's see. I don't even have an investigation. Oh, I forgot to have him sniff the thing. I'm linked with the hippogriff. You are linked with the hippogriff. Oh, yeah. So I can imagine in my mind the, the dragonborn and I can and show it to... You don't know what the dragonborn looks <laughs> The dragonborn we've never seen before. But the thing that we don't even know what it looks like. Whoa, wow. Well, she knows what a dragonborn. Just picture, uh, what's his name? Dargan. I don't know. Brandon's not holding a thing or anything. Yes, I'm going to have Blinky sniff the bracer. Yay! Blinky yeah. is looking at the bracer. And That's gross. the Speckled Hippogriff notices that there's a lot of interest about about it, and you feel in your mind a big old question mark from the Speckled Hippogriff, as if it is asking, what? Like a quest giver. What? Exactly. What? What? It wants to know why you're interested in this thing. Oh, um, then I shall tell it in my mind that uh, we're looking for the person it belongs to. Hmm. You kind of get the sense that he is thinking friend? No, we're not sure, are we? Are we looking for a friend? I guess so. Yeah, they would be a friend, wouldn't they? He's an ally, we think at least. Friend. We are looking for a person. Yes, friend. Oh, oh. This he made. Oh, well, once we find him, guess what? We'll be like, oh, you're friends! <laughs> The hippogriff starts circling around with Blinky, sniffing at the ground, uh, sniffing at the thing, and doesn't really... You get the feeling that he doesn't know where the person that that belongs to is either. Back down the hill. Is Blinky having more success? A roll for Blinky again, now that you've given him an eye, a sniff of the thing. One. <laughs> <laughs> 
Scooby-Doo and they never had this kind of issue looking for clues. Dang it. Suffer. Merlin. Somebody else better stop looking around. Merlin, roll me a investigation check. Is it with a d20? Yep. Add your intelligence and... It's a 20. Two zero. So as Merlin is wandering around looking for anything else that might be in these in these nests, he runs across a trail of blood in the brambles. And it's not shiny blood. <laughs> Following the trail of blood, or maybe he yells out, I don't know, what do you do with this knowledge, Merlin? Human. I, uh, I want to analyze it and compare it to my other samples that I have. Okay. And it'll tell me, I mean, if it has the blood of one of these uh, people from the dwarfs, we'll know to go in that direction. Or the cliff people, we could go in that direction. The cliff people. Ghostslinger, roll me a perception check. With 18 dice, apparently? Yes, of course, every die out. <laughs> and it's still not there. And she still can't find it. Hands it over. <laughs> I don't know. 20 dice. <laughs> 16. You see Merlin has set up a small alchemical lab in order to analyze a trail of blood that is running off <laughs> into one of the uh, bramble nests near where you found the bracer. A lab? For serious? Oh, <laughs> He's analyzing blood. He's got important work to be doing. I've got Very important work. We're looking for the dragonborn and we're having trouble. And Marlin's making a lab, and, <laughs> and I'm just going to follow this trail What was that, Ghostslinger? I'm looking for Yes. What, what did you say? Uh, I'm going to follow this trail of blood. Ghostslinger starts from where Merlin is, walks about ten feet to where the trail of blood enters into these brambles. And what do you do? Look around. Do you look into the bramble bush? Yes. You part the brambles of the nest, and looking inside, you see a a figure laid out on the ground where the blood ah. stops. No. Betty's dead, and we did all this for nowhere. nothing. We took Betty's too long to save him. And Merlin tried to make a lab. <laughs> We could have saved him. The Merlin, uh, the Merlin, the, the figure Merlin. is clad in iron armor. I loot the body. You're not there. Nobody knows. Merlin, Merlin is about 15 feet away. Didn't say a word. Uh, Blinky and the speckled, the uh, speckled hippogriff are sniffing all over the place looking for something. I, and I use my divine free stuff sense and I... Find my way up there. Roll me a perception check. I am loving that uh, Brandon Branderson and Ghostslinger are the, play the same. They're all in it for the money. Yes. What can I steal? I got a 16. Oh, darn. He's definitely stealing something. I will literally stab Brandon, him. you come around the corner on this hunt for this missing person and you see Merlin set up with his small alchemical laboratory analyzing <laughs> blood. You see little smoke signals coming off of a beaker. Oh my gosh. I guess he's calling the Indians. That's pretty cool. I go and check out what's going on over there. You see the blood trail leading from Merlin to the bushes. Oh, what's this? 
I investigate. There is a ghost slinger whose face is buried in the bushes. Oh, uh, well, that's to be expected. Ghost slinger, <laughs> what do you do in the meantime as he randomly falls upon you? Damn. What? <laughs> you're going you're gonna to stab Brandon as he comes up? Is that what you're going to do? <laughs> yes. What? Uh, uh- I don't know how to handle that. Why don't you just brandish a knife at Brandon and say, back off, he's mine. <laughs> I just poke him very softly with a katana. Who? You poke Brandon with a katana? Yes. Stay back. Stay back. Oi, oi. Oi. She pokes me and like the noise like a stuffed animal makes when you poke it. Like, Teehee. <laughs> Where is this stupid dice? I don't know. Where did it go? I don't know, but we don't have time. Just like we don't have time for Merlin to be making things, we don't have time to be looking for the dice. We have the I'm other one. I'm looking for this dice. We'll find it later. I look for it because I found it before Oh my gosh, two seconds it. I looked and no, found it. No, you didn't. You, I found 20 it. minutes have been going by. All right, Brandon. A ghost slinger turned around and looked at you, and she's still holding her katana, and it pokes you in the belly. It tinks off your armor. I think you wear some kind of armor. Mm, I'll let her loot the body, but I'm watching her. Yeah, I'm not dead. She's apparently she's not dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's a quote. Screw you guys. I'm going home. It's a quote from the truth. Anyway, where where am I? Boy. Roll me a perception check, Sharas. Everybody's kind of grouped up in an area now, but nobody said a word yet. Eleven. Plus your perception. Yeah, I have said perception. And two wisdom. So, plus five. Sixteen. Yes. You see the smoke signals from Merlin's alchemical laboratory. <laughs> and you start to go that direction as well. I will go that direction. You stumble across the scene of a Brandon and a ghost slinger who are holding up in a bush, and there is a figure laying on the ground beneath this nest, and a trail of blood leading to them, and they seem to be having some kind of argument. I'm just gonna go around them. You're not gonna say anything either? Alright, fine. (laughs) (laughs) What is- Okay, everybody roll me a d20 for initiative. Wait, we're stabbing each other now? I mean, we can do that. Is she considered evil at this point? Just roll a d20! What? Roll a d20. 18. 17. Uh, I gotta find my dice for me. Merlin? Four. Darn it, you ruined it. <laughs> 18. Darn it, you also ruined it. Go, Asharis has the higher dex mod. Asharis, what do you want to do having stumbled across this scene? You're the first person who gets to do a thing. Look, there is a man! <laughs> it's apparent to everyone at this point that there is a man in the bushes. What do you want to do? Uh, you yeah. for a pulse! Oh, yeah, of course. Asharis, <laughs> Asharis quickly runs over and touches this person and starts looking for a pulse on their exposed scaled arm where the bracer is no longer in place and as it's she does missing as she does bum 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 what happened the audio cut out i don't know you don't know check in next week to find out and if you're really curious, go to the website, because I might have a more thorough explanation, considering this audio is gone forever, lost to the void of technology. 
See you on dndtonight.com.